Hey, what's up, people? Jason DeBias here. This is episode 43 of The Option. This episode, episode 43, is brought to you by Beach Volleyball National Events. BVNE is the best get notice showcase in the United States of America. We're in Florida, we're in Texas, we're in Arizona, not just California. We have as many as 20 to 25 college recruiters for beach volleyball looking to recruit your child. Okay, since it's become an NCAA sport, all the club sizes have tripled and it's time to get out there and get notice. BVNE. Come play with us. It's also brought to you by NY Varsity Sports. That's me. That's me, the NYV. Watching me. Watching you. Ladies and gentlemen, I got a special treat for you. This is episode 43. I got Chi DiMaggio, Patricia DiMaggio, and the episode starts right now. Okay, people. Hey, listen, you asked and I delivered. This is the option. This is episode 43 and me. I've got to give the people, give the people what they want. Katricia, Chi, DiMaggio, what's good? Hey, what's up? What's up? How you doing? So listen, before we got on the pod, on the air, we were talking a little bit about volleyball. And every time I think of volleyball, I, I associate you with it for some oh. reason. It's just volleyball is chi and chi is volleyball. So you, you sent me a link on, on just what it is. So I got a lot of listeners specifically in the, in the South Bay. Uh, that that have heard of it and they know kind of what it's what it's about. So let's um let's educate the audience before we have a, a fun conversation and and I drive us both off the cliff. Tell everybody what volleyball is. Well, actually, you play in a racquetball court, and so it's much closer, well, not long at all, and you can use the walls. And um, I played uh, indoors. I played beach, and to just rounded up we you know i played with the same people but we went indoors and played volleyball so so um it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome we went we went 11 years national champions in a row <laughs> the women the women's God, the women bunch of gangsters <laughs> that's what you guys right, are right, right? <laughs> i remember there was a particular um set you guys found yourselves down um, 13-6. And <laughs> I remember you calling me and you were like, dude, you would not believe what we just did. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, God. I actually was mostly setting my partner and she ran out of steam. And I told her, I'll take it. Set me. Set yeah. me on two. <laughs> yeah. And, and I went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It was like this blur, huh? I did it actually because I loved my partner and and I needed to do something because she ran out of gas. She had worked the whole day before we got to the finals. And and I always trained by myself too. I'd get there before people came and I'd toss the ball and I'd hit spots that are hard to defense with. And it worked, you know. So I went all the way back. I mean, we went all the way down to uh, 25. And we won. And people were like, I can't believe you could do that. She said, well, my partner needed me. <laughs> so, Good. so yeah, that was, yeah. that was, that was kind of cool. That was awesome. So who's, um, 
who's some of the fun, the more fun people that that were beach volleyball players that kind of got into volleyball for a little bit? There was uh, Rick Amon, former UCLA player, right? Played with um Karch in the seventies, late seventies. Um, a New York, yeah, New York legend, right? Someone who was like the king of the king of New York, uh, um, and for like Tony two Bonilla. decades. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say Tony yeah. Bonilla? Tony bon- Tony Bonilla, yes. Oh and, my God, she, you know, yeah. they were the best. They were the best indoors, outdoors, defense, offense in every 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 part of the game. So um, yeah, so I got to play against those those uh, animals, <laughs> and I got to play better. I learned how to play defense better and watch everything because it came to like everybody was good, and you just couldn't make a mistake. That's the whole idea is you could not make a mistake because no. if you made a mistake and they got one point, just like Beach, it, felt, it used to be. Yeah, it know? felt like it was five points, <laughs> right? Right, right. Cool. I'm making sure right. everybody so, sees this. There we go. Make sure I'm making, yeah. making sure Bernard sees this. I'm tagging him on this. Um, <laughs> so um, former player at Tulane, right? Yes. Well, actually, the funny part is that I wanted to tell you about St. Rock Park. I lived across the street and um, from a park that everybody played different sports. And there was no volleyball. But I learned how to play volleyball by quarterbacking football and and judging the trajectory from – I was also uh, in baseball or softball. I was out in center field. So I, I learned how to get the trajectory – and 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 with football, I couldn't I couldn't run and jump high as the guys, so I quarterback. So I took those skills and turned them into volleyball skills. No doubt. <laughs> so that funny, and I just started that way, and then I did grammar school, high school, college with Tulane, and uh, then then the the craziest thing happened. So I couldn't play for the, with the varsity third year because I transferred over to chemical engineering. And, um, but, okay. And I also met this guy, six foot four with a 40 inch vertical. Manny. It was Manny, right. Mm-hmm. So we ended up playing once or twice and then, and then he really was amazing. And so, uh, right after college, we moved to Florida and I got to play against all the best teams because everybody wanted to play my husband. And then, you know, you learn how to pass the ball right to your partner, set him perfectly, no matter where he, you know, takes the first ball. And uh, then then he and I played, and my partner in the Pro Tour, okay, so when it was all men, he played with Kenny Hahn. And then I played with Julie Hahn. <laughs> so when they called Gutierrez and, and uh, Hahn, we didn't know if it was the girls or the boys playing. So yeah, you're like, hey, ref, ref, come on, do we have, do we do we have to do this every time you call our names? <laughs> Can't you just say? <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was great. And actually, the reason why Florida went well is because Gene Selznick, he had family in Fort Lauderdale, and he came, and he was one of the top people ever. He was the only one that did that got Mr. World. Who's that, Dane or, Dane or or Gene? So you said Selznick. Gene, Gene oh, Gene. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. He was the only one that was ever Mr. World. And he came to Florida and he taught the Floridians how to play beach volleyball doubles. And that's how we, that's how we got in the, in the game. And so when the, 
AVP was started, they needed to go from one place to the other, and it wouldn't just be California. So they so they went from California to Florida, and Gene knew that they were good players. And then I was working as an engineer, and actually at night I trained most probably six days a week in <laughs> beach and indoors and and you know both of that. So. So then we played against the guys, we played against the girls, and, you know, we were there. In 1984, the pro tour came from Flor- from California to Florida with just men. And then in 85, they, include, they included women. They brought some women over to play. So, um, so anyway, you know, actually, uh, one of the top people came over to me after our match and came over right under the net and put their hands up and said, you're a good volleyball player. And I said, well, thank you. So that was kind of cool, you know? So anyway, we went along and, you know, that's <laughs> and awesome. Went, and we, that's when I, I moved to New York after, after uh, my, myself and many did couldn't make it. So moved to, Cal- moved to New York and California, some people who played in California, um, came back home and everybody started to meld and then people came from all over the world and they taught you how two-handed defense don't just put a hand out yeah no just hot dog it yeah York. everybody where they came from the polish remember poland yep and they had good team man and the puerto rican and the dominicans came and just wherever and the Egyptians came and so many people came together and showed what they did and how they did it well. Oh, and who did we have also? We had the Belgian team come in. Oh, the Ukraines so, too. The Ukes too, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Good Very. Team. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Nationals, right? Men's Open. They won the Men's Open. Paul Lamb did too. I set for that team for a little bit. And they, they won 96. They beat um, Creole. Oh. They beat Creole in like the first all New York finals. It was crazy. <laughs> Right, Creole, Creole. Actually, when when they were playing, other California teams sat around <laughs> because Elvis could. He actually they had a one person receive <laughs> in indoor sixes, and he just put other people around him. But he'd take every first ball. Yeah. Elvis would take every first ball. It was amazing. Yeah, amazing. That, that was also so, a, you know, a great offensive team too, right, Carlito. Um, remember Carlito? Oh, yeah. um, Bonilla was on that team. It was, I think that's when Creole was like all Haitian and Dominican before they, they you know, Creole had like a white guy, white guys team and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. That was Scotty. Scotty came in and, and he started to set everybody and he was such a great, was such, and you know what? Actually, I was in California. Um, I, from, from New York, I moved back to New Orleans for five years and then I went to California and, I'm I'm flipping the coin and and I look over at the at the, the the new coach and I go Scotty and he goes Gee and so we <laughs> that was kind of cool that was kind of cool yeah yeah because he was a great setter an amazing setter so mm. we we had it was it was I don't want to even call it a miracle but it was just. How can I say yeah. fate? It was fate. So, so, you know, anyway, you know, you know, you know, it's crazy. Like 
you've got so much or have had and continue to have so much going on in your life, being involved in things that are bigger than us. I feel lazy just talking about volleyball. It's just it's just fun, you know, because we we get to reminisce and um, uh, you have been well traveled before. I decided this is what I wanted to do before I decided I, that my escapism was going to become my career. So, so it's I, it's really really just fun talking. And as a ref, you know, yeah, as as a, as a ref, you got to meet a lot of people. Uh, you introduced me to Mario Trebich, who um, sure. who I met in Barcelona or prior to. He just didn't remember me, uh, and he was the one who told me to set. I was an outside hitter in Darmstadt, Germany, and he's like, he's like, you're six one. He's like, you're left-handed. He's like, what's your wingspan? I, my wingspan is eighty inches. My wingspan is six eight. Um, yes, right um, yeah, right. Eat your heart out, Omar Vargas. Uh, but um, so um, well, maybe not Omar. Okay, we'll leave him alone. But um, he said you should set. So then, uh, for two years, I started looking at videos of Jeff Stork, who was uh, the setter on the '88 and '92 team at that time, uh, and Jeff Stork, a uh, guy out of Pepperdine. You're a lefty? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No wonder he told you it should be yeah. setting. Yeah, he's like, I'm 6'1", I'm left-handed. You know, I had a uh, surprisingly good block for uh, for a guy that didn't have the reach that everybody else did. Oh, look at that. Somebody pussycat, get away. <laughs> well, you know, when we go off there, I'll show you mine. <laughs> okay, okay. Mine's a little bit blonder. <laughs> mine's, mine's a white-haired, toe-head uh, three-year-old. She's... um. Braxton, but she behaves a lot like a cat. <laughs> what a wonderful, wonderful name for your daughter. That's yeah. Lovely. Pretty unisex, lovely. right? Yeah. <laughs> so I am, um, before we, we, we jump onto your current project, because it's, it's relevant now, I just, I, we, I just want the world to know what you're doing because sooner or later, I mean, at some point they're going to know, and I, I'd like for everybody uh, to be a uh, who who who's worthy of it to be a part of it. Uh, before we go into that, I have a volleyball question for you. Go ahead. What ask. what tournament did you play in as a kid, or a particular match that you played when you left? You told yourself, "I think I can do this deep. I think I could play D one, or I think I can do this for a living." Was there was there a defining moment for you as a player? No, it's just. It just developed it just developed into everything and and um i guess i was i was always on the move um i <laughs> things just came to me in new york i mean like events were plopped into my you know into my lap and and just the people the right people and the right time it's you know i don't know it's just fate it's fate so um i was very lucky uh I wound up having an event at Madison Square Garden, and there were nine thousand people there. And I created an um, I created an uh, interactive sport expo, which showed great skills. And um, the the AVP guys were playing in Madison Square Garden with the with the sand. And after when they were in between, <laughs> all the people came down out of out of the stairs out of the set of their seats. And, and they came and played my games. My dad is one of them. He came and played. And I said, come play with the kids. He said, okay, sure, we'll do that. So mm. we had 9,000 cool people. Like that. Mm. And it, it was awesome. It was awesome. So you're, I realized that it's very important. It's the number of people that you have that's important. And it's not really the sponsors. And it's not really the pros. But 
you need the tremendous amount of people and that's us the little people right and 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 if you have those people going and so you know i was thinking about that from covid so i learned a lot about zoom i learned a lot about um that to not exercise during a time like this Oof. makes people crazy. It makes people crazy. So, so I was thinking, and then I go, you know what? I called my friend from Switzerland and I said, you know, would you be on, would you be interested in having an event in, in Switzerland while I have an event in New Orleans and put it on Zoom? And she goes, yeah, I think I'd like that. I'd like that. And then I called my African friend and I said, you think you could do volleyball, you know, put volleyball? He goes, the king goes of, of Volte region in, in um, Ghana. Ghana. Yeah. He goes, yes, yes. he goes, oh, that's our favorite sport. I'm like, what? And then you know what? we could. And then I called other friends. I had called my Czech friend and and called the Caribbean, some uh, Puerto Ricans. And, you know, I'm saying, wow, we could have this event across the world without even having to pay for a location. <laughs> and this is really cool. And and the more you stay happy and healthy, the most important thing is to stay happy and healthy. And now over my years of doing what I do, I'm involved in, in sustainable uh, food and food infrastructure because that's a part of being of wellness and um, other sustainable and renewable uh technologies but um but um okay and then on top of this i was learning do you know what epigenetics and nutrigenomics is no please okay. edu edu educate the masses on this one this is very cool so basically if um with nutrigenomics if you don't eat the right thing your dna turns off <laughs> i'm like my dna turns off well you gotta eat where you came from, you know? So, so things like that, besides the organics, organics came in, pharmaceuticals went out. It was like 4.5 billion last year in, in organics were sold. So, so between having to drink really good water, clean water, and, and knowing what to eat and eat for what your heritage is, then people will do well. I mean, it, and, it, and it's it's so, you know, it's very, very uh, easy to think, oh, yeah, okay, let's follow our ancestry. So it'd be very cool that we have everyone working towards around the world, towards their, what, you know, what they, what they uh, have that's very, well, that's amazing. Okay, so there's a baobab tree, B-A-O-B-A-B, baobab, and it it has its tremendous vitamin C and they use baobab for many things. And now you could see that in uh, products everywhere around the world. So we can learn a lot from everyone and we can also come together, which I think after COVID, COVID just, it may have destroyed some people, but it also enhanced the, yeah. the Phoenix rose up. You know, the Phoenix rose up to say, okay, let's come together. Let, let's have global wellness. Let's ha help each other. So I said, you know, I think I called Jason. I said, Jason, 
I think I wanted to do a global event. <laughs> you know, like, and 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 we could everybody can do it at their at their location. And and we'd love to see them. Oh, and if they're going to put a fee to have a tournament, then take the take the the amount of fees and give it to your local um, children's sports to get them going, children's rec recreation. And that's how I'd like to start, is to have goodwill and, and, and wellness, understanding health and wellness, and come together, because I think it's very easy to do now. <laughs> I think that oh I know people can't be like, easy, you're doing something globally. I went, yeah, it's volleyball. We love each other. Volleyball, one heart around the world. Maybe one heart. Bernard, so, hold on. Let me interrupt you for a second. Bernard's like, can you please tell her I'm saying hi right now? <laughs> <laughs> this is, um, yeah, we're on, we're on Facebook Live right now. And he's like, Mom, damn it, Jay, tell, tell her I said hi. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> cool. Oh, thank you. That's very, that's, that's lovely. That's lovely. Hmm. So, so, and, and who you're speaking with, Jason DeBillis? Yep. I mean, he, without Jason, we couldn't have been, had that amazing team because he was such a great coach for the girls, for the guys, hmm. kept everybody going. Uh, he would, <laughs> whenever anybody had to do, when anybody cursed, they had to do push-ups for me. And, 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 Dude, and he, I remember yeah. Alex is like, how am I supposed to set if I can't lift my arms? <laughs> so, so yes. So Jason was there. Oh, Alex. I mean, I, I'm in touch with all of the men's team and some of the women's team. So uh, I'm always going to love. So it's all about one heart. It's all about everybody working together with each other. And I think volleyball, since male and female can play, um, and people also that have, uh, people that, um, you know, don't, their legs don't move, but they sit down and they play. I know that they have oh, volleyball. sitting volleyball. Yeah, that's right. And they yeah. love their volleyball too. So there's all, you know, it doesn't stop anybody to hit a volleyball. So we're in the, you know, it, it's not the sexiest sport, but it is the number two in the world. Number one is soccer and number two is volleyball in the yeah. world. Yeah. So well, and, and basketball sneaking up in there to volleyball. Well, so. yeah, you look at Brazil, right? Right, volleyball is probably number two, right? And yes. and it's weird. Like, of course, fo football, soccer is number one. Um, right. Mixed martial arts has become has entered the top five of uh, women's volleyball is still huge. And when you get a good men's team that can play, that, that it, it totally moves the volleyball needle. And I think what you said, you said something very interesting about how COVID, a lot of people use this to, to their advantage. It just wasn't just wasn't the billionaires that made the right investments and are making money out of this. Uh, my, I'll give you an example. This podcast alone, like all of my guests were in studio. I'm on, this is episode 43 right now. Um, but with COVID and uh, my tech girl, she's not here to tech the show. That's why I have a split screen. Usually I have, I have someone doing a video switching for us. Um, and in light of the fact you live in Louisiana, and, yeah. uh, 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 COVID, COVID made this this episode possible. You oh, know, wow. yeah, it's right. True. You, you didn't and, have to fly and, in for yeah. this. Everything gave me the idea, and and you know the cool thing is that immediately if there's something important, everybody sent 
the information like quickly, you know, to each other. And so people could understand everything and make their choices. And, you know, so, so yes, the world is very small. I call that. And people look at me, I'm like, no, the world's very small. Um, And we're getting smaller and smaller and we need each other. Everybody needs each other. So, so to learn and to teach. Yeah. So, so so this whole, and to have fun for God's sake, have fun with, that's the most important thing is have fun. So the whole Zoom thing we were talking about, which the the project you, you're 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 launching right now, this, and this podcast is a great opportunity because they're all of the club program directors. You know they follow this. Um, Dane Blanton, um, he's supposed to come on the next episode. Um, he's um, Olympic gold medalist in 2000 with Eric Fenoy Moana. Um, he's, he's currently the head coach at USC. So congratulations to him for getting that job because he he didn't use his gold medal to get it. He, he was an assistant coach uh, for three for four years. He, you know, he coached clubs. So he's one of these guys that allowed his playing skill and his coaching acumen to to um, let a true meritocracy come into play, you know. And we don't we don't have a lot of African-American coaches in beach volleyball. So so I thought and, and USC, of course, is the hotbed for recruiting. It's 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 really, really a match. He's a South Bay guy, you know, I actually went to uh, along with Dane. Um, I went to, on 2008, I went to Congress to push to, and I went with Dominic Dawes, by the way, and we did an event and I, I said, come, come, come. It was an SGMA, uh, get together where we were speaking to the Republicans and Democrats and saying, Hey, you know, can we please get this bill in for health and wellness? And so I've actually done that in 2008. So, you know, I think everybody understood that. And the, 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 uh, oh, Herschel Walker was there too. I got to meet That's Herschel right. Walker. Yeah. Herschel Walker, Dominic Dawes. Um, yep. Go ahead. That was funny. I walked into the plane and looked down at him and I said, my, you're an athlete. And he <laughs> says, I'm put his hand out. It was so cute. I'm Herschel Walker. I said, oh, so you're going to, you know, you're going to, uh, to be about, uh, you know, SGMA's event. And he goes, yes, I will. He says, okay, I'll see you, Chi. He was so cute. Yeah, and he's he, trying to building a hospital in California. This, so, yeah. From, I mean, one day I'd love for us to come together and, and do magnificent things, magnificent things around the world. And it's not going to be... It's not going to be hard. It's not going to be hard. So thank Mm -hmm. you for having, thank you for having me here. Cool. Herschel Walker is one of these guys, uh, you know, and and I talked to friends about this. This man trains as if he's still playing a sport. Uh, He, he, well, the weird, well, the weirdest thing about him, he only eats once a day. He eats in the middle of the day. He Four o'clock should be the time. Yeah, Four he, o'clock he eats in the middle of the day, and the man does, I think, a thousand push-ups a day, like every day. Um, I'm a mixed martial arts enthusiast. He got into he's three and zero. His MMA record. He's not. I think he's probably done with it. But you know how like Herschel wants to try his hand and everything. Um, the man is he's a he's three and zero in in mixed martial arts. He fought in Bellator uh, at the age at the age of fifty years old. Uh, um, so he's one of these elite athletes, and when it comes to competition, he's a savage. 
And like you said, he makes that transformation off the, uh, off the field, off the court, outside of the octagon to this gentle giant. To this, yeah. he, he really makes that, that transformation. And it's so cool because we know off the top of our head, like people that we've seen who are just completely different human beings uh, when, they, when they compete as opposed to um, when, you know, when, um, when they're not competing. All right, we're back. That's cool. <laughs> I know that it clicked in on me. I had to de- de- decline. That's cool. <laughs> it's like, bye. <laughs> bye. I'm busy. <laughs> you you want to tell them if they want to see you go on Facebook Live right now. We're, we're living this right now for um, on my NY Varsity Sports page, just in case anyone, anyone <laughs> wants to comment. To all my wonderful uh, Louisianians, New yeah. Yorkers, Florida, and California, because yeah. I live there. All of those places. I have tremendous friends everywhere there. So. Listen, yeah. you, uh, I, I, that's why I liked having you on the show. Like, uh, to quote my, the generation after me, you got hoes in different area codes. <laughs> I got hoes in different area codes, different area codes. <laughs> yeah. hey, he was insane like that when he was working with me also. Uh, so. <laughs> and so uh, that was listen that was punishment for the team too every time i cursed they had to do push-ups <laughs> so they, they so they helped me with my problem remember we had we had you had to put a what did you you came to me one day and you said i'm gonna have a bad day so i'm putting money into the meter so every yeah. time anybody put the f-bomb they had to put money in the meter yep. and then oh we had this uh this plastic I just, meter and people had to put it in, in the hurt. jar, right? The big old jar. <laughs> I remember stuffing. I remember stuffing a twenty down that thing. You, you know? did. You said I had a day, and you put a yeah. twenty in. <laughs> and you're like, remember, you got to put money in your curse. And I just broke out a twenty, and I said, look, today's going to be expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Swear jars. Oh my yeah. God! For me, I thought it was good because I think the again the generation after us, after me, and the generation after that, did not know how to mediate profanity. Like I don't think I think profanity, like if something's fucked up instead of messed up, and if and there and there are levels to it, and if that's the best way to describe it, yes. But if your whole vocabulary. Right, sounds like a two live crew record. Right, it sounds like a two live crew album or something, or like NWA, you know, Ice Cube. Then you need you need to think about some word creativity in your vocabulary. So, and you know, City Texas, that's a challenge, right? We got Brooklyn kids, we got street kids, right? We 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 we, you know, Brooklyn, we talk a little different, you know, right? Like in Brooklyn, when you want something to repeat something, we don't say, "Can you say that again?" We say, "What what'd you fucking say?" <laughs> you know so so um bomb. Bomb. yeah so so for me i thought it was really really good because if someone cursed at least you know it came from an emotional place and the level of expression um has reached that level where where you boiled over the top and and then you got to hit the reset button i um, think i most money in it too yeah. <laughs> money in it too because i got I, a little up too sometimes cool i want to talk about city tech uh, okay. You you were the head coach there. Uh, I think you were a three year coach for the women's team and two year for, two years for the men. Um, you built that program. Um, I was your assistant coach. You you brought me on as a block as a blocking coach, and that was that was my first actual real gig as 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 a real coach to learn under someone you know who who has a wealth a wealth of experience. And um, before I ask my question, I just want to say that 
It wasn't what I thought. It wasn't just X's and O's. It was about conquering demons from the neck up. It was about exercising the muscles between your ears. And it helped me become a hell of a men's coach. And I still sucked as a woman's coach because I didn't understand the psychology of how men, you know, performance and leadership and how they conduct themselves. And women was was a fellowship thing and the, like sticking together as a group and, and getting better together, like that kind of psychology. But uh, before I ask my question, I want to commend you on the work you did with some of the strong personalities. Because City Tech, first of all, City Tech, a lot of people are not recruiting. A lot of recruits aren't going to go there. So recruiting is already tough sledding. Second of all, we're, all, we're, we're going to have at least two players that never even played the sport, you know, on a nine-man <laughs> roster. You remember Sean, Sean Cousins, right, uh, the soccer player um, who just gave it his all? Peter Lanton. Peter Lanton was on the track team. He, we turned him into a middle blocker. Um, oh, he's from the other sports. <laughs> Alex Paletto, the sweetest hands from, Braz, you know, Brazilian kid. Um, oh, he was an outsider. He yeah. was an outsider. Yep. anyone yet. and I told him no you've got to be my setter because you're the one that's gonna you know you're the one that's gonna be the captain and tell everybody what to do because he was an amazing 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 yeah mental athlete uh, he was commanded amazing. respect yeah he graduated with a three nine he was a summa cum laude like in a uh, in a in a um like an engineering occup yeah point oh yeah we had three point oh's in the men's team Dude, so that's yeah Oh, yeah. God bless, man. In the school where everyone thinks they're a bunch of dummies, man, we had some smart kids, man. I think us in men's tennis, like for cumulative GPA, we're number one or number two. I don't remember the order. Uh, Patrick Dietz ended up becoming NCAA Offensive Player of the Year he, in 2000. He was fly, and mm -hmm. we just, you know, he just had to keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, he, you know, his head, it was actually not physical problems as far as that. No. He, Kind of like emotional and he got himself just so tight and he started to do it for his team because if you're playing for yourself because you're great and you have a high jump that doesn't matter you have to be cohesive with the six you have to have that so so he just he blossomed into that and i actually i took him aside and then my truck, my truck track guy said, "What are you taking him to the side? You put him in the middle and let him let us fight it out." And I said, "You're right. I, I'm not coaching girls. I'm just coaching men." Yeah. So, yeah. so yes, he did a great job. He did a great job and went on to to uh, coaching himself. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just proud of all of. I'm, I'm proud of that, and I, I really loved. I really loved that college. Do you know that they called me back to ask me to be the. Um, Oh, when did Ray, when did Ray? Uh, Ray Malbera, he moved back to Puerto Rico to coach the uh, the U.S. Uh, basketball team, the coaching national team for Puerto lovely. Rico. Yeah. They need to be the AD. Yeah. They called to be the AD. Okay. And, and I, I love your school. I said, but I've been gone for like 20 years and my dad's looking really old. And if it weren't anything but, but my father has to come first, so... So, and then, and then Katrina hit and yeah. lost my hope and then I went to California. So yeah. at least I was there five years and, uh, before I had to leave. Yeah. Rayal so. Maubert, man. Um, I think he was one of the guys responsible for Puerto Rico beating the USA that for that Olympic game when USA played, op uh, um, the opener against Puerto Rico and Puerto Rico won. 
uh, in 2004 Olympics. I, he was, I believe he was on that coaching staff. So the, you, you know that man as a basketball coach is for real. I mean, we had kids throwing up. We had kids, you know, in the bathroom, cursing them out, punching a wall, you know, but he demanded nothing but excellence. So, you know, good guy, he man. Was, I, I, I absolutely loved him. Yeah. I absolutely, you know, um, it wasn't fancy school or anything, but, but I just, it just felt like home, you know, it felt like home with the people. Um, Ray was great. He did a lot of, he did a lot of great things there for them. And, you know, you know that he started to favor a bit, you know, because he didn't know the dynamic, the dynamics that I had. Well, he knew it, but, but the president actually came. Do you know that the president's, um, okay, the, the driver for the president, he watched us play, the men's team play. And then he he told the president, do you know what kind of a male of, of what kind of a men's college? Don't worry. Just keep going. You can keep talking and do that. Go ahead. Okay. You're, you're on a roll so, right now. Go ahead. And so then the, you know, he came down and he saw everybody. He said, oh my God. Oh my God. There are butts and seats there. I haven't seen butts and seats there in a long time. You yeah, know, you're like, so. we might need a bigger gym. <laughs> Wait, we got to pull out the bleachers for this one. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, just to let everybody know, and this is Jason, 100% Jason on it. So, so Jason and, and the guys came together to uh, rally around the female basketball players and the, the girls rallied around and, and the softball girls. And, um, Let's see. And the but, but the girls rallied around the soccer mm -hmm. and, and the track guys. So we helped. We weren't, you know, just volleyball. We were integrating and helping that whole school to, you know, to just be one. Athletics, so yeah. Do that. I mean, I know that Jason was a lot of that. And the girls, my girls team, they're a lot of that too. So I mean, I was very blessed. You know, I was very blessed with everybody around. Yeah. So it would have been nice for us to win a conference championship, but I think the work we've done, like if you look at just people as individuals, how they graduated, first of all, how they graduated, uh, cumulative team GPA for the men, you got like three, three, four pointers, Rohan Lewis, uh, um, um, who, by the way, was a setter and oppo for our Barbados for their national team. Okay. Um, oh. Eugene Escoboza was only there for a cup of coffee, but. Um, he, the video he submitted got him with Bob Mesa with that team, and they won adult nationals for men's open twice. Uh, Patrick oh. Dietz um, is, has turned into one of the best com indoor commentators uh, oh. I've, I've ever seen. His analytical, like, if you got more people watching the CUNY finals than the NPSF, Mountain Pacific, like the West Coast, uh, California, whatever, conference championship, you got more spectators and viewers watching the CUNY finals than NPSF, you're doing your job. People are following him. He he knows a way to critique people without hurting their feelings too. Cause cause sometimes you gotta keep it real if someone's not setting well and this and that. And he's got that deep voice, you know, the cat yeah. took a Very shit on my bed, you know. <laughs> so um right. yeah and he he's he's he wants to emulate Kevin Barnett, and Kevin Barnett right now I think is the best indoor co uh, color commentator, not so much for Beach. Um and I'm like 
I think I would love to watch him and Kevin Barnett. Uh, uh, I'd love to see Kevin Barnett just reach out to this guy and just have them talk to each other and, be, and, and just work one game, one high-level game on the international level. Because Patrick, um, he found his niche. He found his niche, right? Like you said, he ended up becoming a head coach himself. Mount, College of Mount St. Vincent ended up being a top 10 school uh, at the time he coached him. Had some good, some good uh, recruits from the Midwest and West. So um, think of all of the individuals, though, right? what we've done individually and, and the way the we've uh, um, we just doing our job have bettered people's lives you know how do you Chi, how do you help people how did you help Patrick conquer his demons upstairs because Patrick was always a baller before that but nobody Crail like Crail really didn't want him because they thought that was a problem this this school you know like look Queens College Carlito could have had him didn't have them but there was a reason why and it was because of this how did i mean i don't know if we remember that far back i listened to the other guys and and you know you know for women i i mean i had to learn how to think like a male coach instead of just a female coach and when i put him back i i left him in there with all of the guys instead of you know talking to him and I knew that he has to, that he had to do what he had to do. And he learned that. And because, you know, he, when you have that kind of a vertical, you can't set. And I had to teach the, I had to teach my, my uh, setter. And he was just trying to set, like he said, everybody. I said, no, no, no. Okay. You've got to understand that he has that big jump and you just do a high shoot because, you know, a low shoot is for everybody else. And <laughs> yeah, his pointer reaches, right? His pointer reaches here instead of. You have to high high shoot it. You have to high yeah. shoot that ball. Yep. So it's a it's a timing, timing, timing. You just can't give him what you give everybody else. So I adjusted the, the setter. That's what happened. I adjusted the setter of what he did. And then he could get up it, you know, and then he could use, you know, he could use that vertical. So, so. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, so that's what I did. I adjusted my setter also, you know, so. That's cool, and, man. And yeah. and then the guys came together and, you know, I've actually, I met him when I was refereeing and um, we were, they were playing in a league game and he got a cut. He was hit and he, and he, and he got a cut. So I put a, put a butterfly on him which i learned that you know in other sports and i just you know had tape 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 and squeeze it together like this and i taped his head before he even played for me <laughs> so so i knew him there you know so yeah you know it's just some people things happen yeah so i'm very proud of him i'm very proud of him yeah. and his speaking and 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 he fought really hard and you know, we did well. We did yeah. well. We, um, so it was crazy. I mean, just built, listen, for, for people that never heard of City Tech, it wasn't one of those colleges that had a club team that turned NCAA. So it wasn't, so everybody's like, oh, if you have a club team and people find out you're NCAA, of course they're going to come. That's no, 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 no. We had literally nobody. We had Eugene Escobosa register for classes 10 minutes before our first match, our sixth guy. <laughs> okay. That, that was how we started our season. I believe that was against uh, uh, Merchant Marines Academy. The, the, I called them the, the little Marines. Um, Patrick Dietz uh, was on the podcast um, 
couple of, a month ago and had some very nice things to say about you. And the memory he wanted to share with you was um, there was a, uh, his, uh, his other um, outside hitter, his complimentary, his, O2, his OH2, um, mm-hmm. had to miss time. Um, uh, for some, I don't, I don't remember the reason. So we had to organize and find a, find a way to make Tyson, who was an opposite or like a, a, a backup player, make him, an, um, who was playing every position. We had to find a way to make him an outside hitter. So he wasn't really sure where to be. And at the college level, it was kind of weird, but he's so smart and he catches on fast. But there was a moment where Patrick was just in the middle of the court passing and you were like, you know, they're about to blow the whistle. She's like, hey, hey, you you said, hey, who's passing? And Patrick's just like, I am. <laughs> he was, he was, we, we, we ran a two, Victor was so good and Patrick was so good. We ran a two-passer system, you know, which is, mm-hmm. it's not even heard of anymore because the, the jump serve has revolutionized the game. And now, you know, you looked at UCLA last year, they were rocking four passers trying to neutralize Long Beach State's jump serve. But but we ran, um, we did Karchin Servert League. We ran a, if you're going to serve floaters, we're going to run a two-passer two system. We're a middle first offense anyway, right? We're going to run the slide or a back one anyway uh, to free up the outsides. Um, and, and you're like, who's passing? And he's just like, I am, I just, uh, who else? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I liked it because he would have used that as a reason a year ago, he would have used that as a reason to get aced, but then something changed in his mentality. Like I am, I, 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 that's all we got. Right. Uh, uh, what are, what are my options? And, and, and I guess, and I guess like you, he rose, rose, I mean, like, like, like a new, uh, like a new player. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's when he became, and it, well, he did a great job. And then he went to D2. Didn't he go to D2 the next season? Um, he attended school, um, and, but put student in front of the student athlete. I think he was at Concordia, uh, which was yeah. D2, which by the way, had a killer team of international players, Mario Gonzalez, um, Luis Mendez, you know, one of, one of Elvis's uh, people from uh, Santo Domingo set two years because the way he was going to get a scholarship, he was trying to get, he was trying to go two and two, two, uh, two years Queens College and two years uh, at Concordia and, um, and subsequently Concordia cut their program. So, you know, but Patrick was trying to get, he's trying to find a way to get his four year degree, but he was at City Tech his first two years. But I, mentally, when you think about it, you know, you get offensive player of the year. You look at this man's stats. You look at Nygaard or, or someone, or, or, or at the time, George Romano or whatever. They played a, a certain amount of matches to have a number of attempts. Patrick played eight matches less than than these than these these D1 programs and had the same amount of, amount of attempts. <laughs> he played like as much as eight matches okay. less. And yeah, we. I honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually said, go, go to him, go to him, yeah. go to him. And, and, you know, and then once you have a few, you know, once you have three up or something like that, then, you know, then you can move it around. <laughs> like So, because it just depends, you know, so I was pretty aggressive that way when I played women also, and I was the setter and I knew who to go to and everybody got mad at me, but I didn't care because let's see, let's do this, you know? And then when people, double block and somebody's ready behind me then boom i throw it behind or or a 10 put yeah. it up 10 so you know just to move it around but you know i'm i guess it's old school <laughs> so uh i think but we, it doesn't yeah. like it change because mostly it goes to the the you know the best offensive the best player. player yeah if, if that happens so if you but if you look at the international teams they still do that like um russia 
you know, they, they have a pretty good, um, Stojankovic, a, a good opposite. And they go to him all the time. In fact, in 2012, they were down two sets to zero and they moved their seven foot middle to the opposite, moved their opposite to the outside hitter and then just started back setting the seven footer. And the seven footer who all of a sudden, you know, went from hitting these quick sets to having this, all of this range and just hitting straight down. He's like, this feels good. And they, they won the next three sets. So it's not like, if you look at a lot of, uh, a lot of the European teams like Italy, uh, Bulgaria, um, it's not uncommon to see them ride one person. You know, Brazil, just they just have too many tools in the toolbox, so they're going to go to everybody. USA, they, when they won the gold in, in 2008, they knew great systems beat great players. And they knew they, for every one tall white guy we had that can jump, the rest of the world had like five <laughs> middles that can receive serve with their platform. So they, we knew that we, 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 in order for us to win, we had to be, uh, get into the belief that great systems beat great teams. And, and as a result, the USA beat Serbia-Montenegro quarterfinals. They beat Russia in five semifinals and beat USA in four. Uh, Reed Pretty, part of that team, he's playing on the beach right now. Uh, um, who else? Uh, David Lee is playing on the beach right now. He's on the AVP tour. He was in, he was in the qualifier trying to get into this, this new series. Um, who'd you like playing with? Who'd you, who, who was one of your favorite partners? I know the answer, but um, for the people that are, that, that are getting to know you better, who, who'd you like playing with? On this, on the beach, who was? Well, you know, but but I really loved everybody I played with, and my my strongest partner was Annette Schumacher, and we um, we had uh, Kenny, Lady Footlocker, as our as our sponsor, and uh, we we came in fifth. (laughs) That's the highest that I did. She was she she was about I want to say five seven. But she could hurt. But she could hit with her right and her left hand straight down. And she was built like a tank, but her vertical was insane. Yeah. Okay, insane. And she and I just, you know, when I moved to New York, it was a little a level higher. So uh, we had fun, and you know, we have a lot of friends there. Wherever we travel, we know people from everywhere. So that was, uh, so I was, you know, proud of that. I was proud of that. And yeah. then she, she was a great, she was a great partner. Yeah. Great partner. Camille too, right? Camilla, Camilla. Camilla. Yeah. We, we, Camilla and I played more of volleyball. We actually, we actually played in a finals of volleyball. There are two different kinds of volleyball. Um, And so I was, I, I was, I had business in California and Camilla had moved there and there was a finals of volleyball. And, um, <laughs> so we grabbed, um, Yukon's wife and another friend of ours and, and Camilla and I, we were, we were playing triples and the girls were really, you know, they were very good defensively and, and so Yukon said, oh, I think that it's going to be this group. Uh, it was in Redondo or not Redondo, not Hermosa. What's the other one? What's the other one? Manhattan Beach. Manhattan. Okay. I know that's the big one. And so he goes, no, 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 this one's going to win. This one's going to win. I'm like, and when people told me that I'd never lost and I wasn't going to come tell anybody anything. So, uh, yeah. So we beat them. We beat everybody. And I looked at UConn and I said, 
and you had no faith in me, right? You yeah. Mm -hmm. You had faith in me, but, uh, and his wife was really excited because, you know, she was playing, you know, open and everyone just did their job. It was amazing. But, you know, I have always had a great serve in volleyball. It was very hard to, it, mm. George Cash, when he had a lot of teams coming in, the Russian guys came in and, uh, so he goes, okay, uh, the first thing you're going to have to play, all of these tall Russian guys, you got to play against the women. And they went, the women. Come on, get out, right? And she, and They're like, go went, somewhere. You better go somewhere with that. Go ahead. <laughs> That's what they were saying. Women playing. And so we got there and we aced them off the walls, you know. And, and you know, I think Camilla could jump. And it wasn't on a woman's net net. It was on a men's height net, obviously. And but she could still jump and block on a men's height net. But uh, you know, and it, it. But then that was the first time. And then they played better and better and better. You know, because whenever anybody came to the United States and New York, someone met them and said, "Go to Eastern Athletic Club." So that they were our sponsor, and and they took really good care of us. With volleyball, indoors, um, they were really good to our players. They're really good to me. And George Cassius was the one that, you know, helped all of that. So, you know. Um, yeah, God so bless I, him. I was really, I was really uh, surprised when I still had my name in volleyball there. Um, yeah, cool. I'm going to actually you, put people up on the site while we talk about this. I can't even believe that, you know. That I saw that I did saw that. So, um, yeah, that's a long time ago. I mean, they, they used to call they used to write my name C H E E, but I go C H I now. Dimaggio. C H E E. Yeah, and come on, they gotta get that right. Come on, right? They, they gotta nobody, get that right. Everybody used to do C H E E, and that's okay. And then my name was Katricia. No one could ever say Katricia, and so when it was Chi, they kept on C H E E. Everybody was writing CHI. I said, I give in, I give in, I give in. So I became Chi DiMaggio. So, yeah. And, and, and never to change my name, never to change my name. So, um, so, uh, when I played, um, when I played, um, people would come because they'd hear my name DiMaggio. They'd come to the, to my court and, and they would touch me saying we really love joe and i'm actually kin of joe dimaggio yeah. so, so they come down and they touch me people would come over and touch me because they love joe dimaggio so much so so that was really sweet that was really sweet that's cool so i guess yeah. you know there's your go, there you go with the genetics yeah. <laughs> like who would have known yep. you know i um i run into a lot of volleyball personalities in my life um, I run into people, you know, they're good business relationships. There are people, you know, like maybe knowing this person, you know, will benefit you and this and that. And, and I think where I am right now in the South Bay, it's very, very easy to get caught up in the validation game, which is one of the things that I, I really, really hate. Be My first year here, I was miserable and I'm getting somewhere with this, so bear with me. Um, but don't get undressed. <laughs> um, <laughs> bear with you. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> um, so, um, 
So after a while, when pe- you, people get a job over you or people get passed up or you get looked at, looked over past people that you that you, you know you're better than, you end up, not you, but I end up saying, hey, you know, what the hell? I've been doing this for 21 years. I've been doing it. I've been playing longer than that person lived, right? And then the next thing you know, Chi, uh, uh, I start becoming what I despise. I find myself trying to justify why I'm more deserving and this and that instead of just keeping my head in the work and reading the reviews. So my first year here was very, very, it's very, very miserable. In fact, I told uh, Kelly, I told Kelly, I said, listen, if you want to kill me, you know, take me back to Brooklyn and kill me, right? Put, you know, uh, take me to the Verrazano Bridge, put two on my head, let me die like a man, you know? Don't let me die here. Don't let me die here in the, in the you know, in, in the sand like a, like a freaking snake. But then <laughs> I remember where I came from. And where, gee, where I've come from is not just a place. All right, I, I chest thump on Brooklyn, I'm wearing a Yankee hat. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But not where I came from is not about a place. It's about people that I run into in my life that shape me as the person that I am. All right. The point I'm trying to make is that there are people that you have to tolerate. And there are certain people like in California, oh, you should get with this person if you want that. And they're just, there's, there's just you. All right. And the thing that's, that's make, made me golden here is one, I don't give a fuck what people think anymore. I, I, you know, I just, I just, it doesn't mean it. They don't move my bottom line. Okay. Two, as much as I love volleyball, as much as I love the sport and the sport has saved me in so many ways, the job can't save your ass. That's not the most important thing in life. The job can't save your ass. It's a, it saves you enough times where you think in the end it's going to save you. It's The job can't save your ass. What saves you is, is family. What saves you is a family with different last names. Uh, what saves you is people that hold close to you. Okay. And that's where I'm, I'm circling around. And, and the reason why I'm saying this and the reason why I'm so glad to have you on this podcast is there's a handful of people that, that changed my life and shaped me to be the human being that I am, that, that, that virtue stays with me and that virtue out here in the South Bay. And I sound like I'm disrespecting them. I'm not. I mean, no disrespect to anybody. But the virtue that I have is golden. Um, this podcast, um, I was doing the beat for Volleyball One-on-One. Like, so when I want to interview someone, I have to text someone a hundred times or whatever and bother someone. This, I don't have to do that. Either they want to do it or they don't. It's, it's liberating. All right. Um, so there's you, right? There's Bernard, of course, who's, who's, who's still posting. Oh, don't be talking about doing pushups in the sand. God damn it. That's a whole nother story. You know, <laughs> I used to miss service. I used to get aced intentionally just to watch Bern do pushups because I'm ex-military. I could do the pushups, <laughs> you know, but it was, it was fun just watching him look at me like, you know, but I told a story on my last episode. I, I love Bernard so much. Yeah, I love He's, him so much. But that's the kind of person I'm talking about. I yes. want, but uh, my last episode, at the end of the episode, and I want to talk about it on this episode too. I want to talk about Eugene. Okay, Eugene uh, was Jul, amazing. Eugene Escoboza. I told a story at the end of my uh, Sports Debate Tuesday uh, show that I'm going to tell you right now. I decided to go back to school. I'm a returning adult student, Marymount Manhattan College. And in order for me to graduate on time, I had to find a way to go to summer school because full-time tuition was too much. So I would do two credits summer school and I would do like nine credits. I would do like nine credits fall and spring because less credits was less money. Eugene and I played in 10 tournaments where we won, I don't know, maybe $5,000. 
Maybe. You know, we, we, we found out where the big tournaments were, and then we cleaned up every, somewhere else. Right? Pottstown Rumble was $3,000. No, fine. We're going to Connecticut. Nobody's there. We're going to get her. We're going to finish right. first. <laughs> Shish, right. Shishing. Right. You know, and we ended up making $5,000. Now, our, our, let's just say 5000 5, did you play? Did you play grass? Grass. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, beach yeah, forest. I played, I played grass there. Yeah. And beach okay. and beach forest. And beach forest. Yeah, yeah. grass is great. Listen, grass is easy. And I was in I was in great shape. I I, I lost sixty. Except pounds. for when it rains. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, I okay. played barefoot anyway, so um Oh wow. So what happens is my class, for instance, my class is five five thousand dollars. But Eugene and I have to split the our our earnings down the middle, twenty five hundred apiece. So one night at dinner. He comes to me and he, uh, we're sitting together at dinner and we're talking. And on a download, he, he slips me an envelope and he gives me his half and says, go to school, graduate. That's because he loves you like a brother. Why is this story special? One, because good people do that without even thinking about it. Two, uh, for the, for some of our friends who already made it and who already have financial means, you know, some of our friends, you know, they're rich enough where they they could just throw money in the fireplace to keep the wood hot, you know. Um, anyone that knows Eugene or anyone knows where I came from and, and how I cut my teeth before I got to where I got to go uh, to where I am now. My friends aren't rich. We were we were check to check. When you met me, Chi, I was check to check. I was living in a basement apartment. OK, about to be fired from a job that didn't even want me and, you know, uh, um, kept it. But but that's not the point. Eugene did not have the money. Eugene needed that money. Eugene's wife would have left him because he gave me that money. <laughs> OK, and he gave me that money and told me, go to school, graduate. So whenever someone comes up to me and talks about how much money they make or when someone comes up to me and talks about what kind of car they drive. Oh, playboy entrepreneur, millionaire. I tell them, I quote Captain America from the movie Avengers. I know people who are none of those things worth 10 of you. So you want to know who I'm talking about? For anyone that's listening, that's the person I'm talking about. That's the kind of person. When I say I know people who are none of those things worth more than 10 of you, I give you Eugene, Juljin, Escoboza, Flacco. That's right. That's right. He was amazing. He gave it all. Yeah. Oh. But, but those are the human beings that that I like to surround myself with. I got I got a couple of them here. I'm a, I'm a shout them out by name. Greg Faulkner. I know you listen to this. I love you, man. Rob McLean, who coaches with me and who also does Sports Debate Tuesday. He's my, he's my guy I debate with every every Tuesday on when we air the show. Um, young dude in his 20s. AVP. Ah, he's fourth round qualifier. I almost made the draw. He's, you're gonna get there. You're my brother from another mother. Torin Jeffries. These these are these are people who um whose virtue is their passion no sorry their passion is their virtue being a good person <laughs> yes, they yes. get off they get off from giving their virtue comes from or their passion comes from their virtue practicing their virtue they like giving the people they like helping people they like uh, um you know kids you know uh, uh, that 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 aren't good, very good volleyball players sometimes we pick up some kids that aren't good the, the, the other clubs don't want they enjoy making people better versions of themselves and for me that's what made me survive here in california i i said wait a second how did i survive in new york i pitched a tent and 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 our camp my campsite was filled with like-minded personalities you know wow yes and they're yes. Gee, they're out there they're out there. You have them. We have them. Oh, and, amazing. And, amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing parents. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when you, you know, the 
sometimes it's not about winning. Sometimes it's about your skill set that commands respect. And and I was coaching uh, the the parent, and I'm I can't remember his name, but he wound up being a setter for his school, and he ran a fast, he ran a fast offense in his senior year, and. I, I actually was refereeing and his father came over and held my foot on the referee stand. That happens a lot. <laughs> and and he said, gee, his grades went up, you know, this went up, you know, he's popular. This is his last, he was always shy and, and he transformed. So, so what you do with people teaching them creates you know, you you and I are exactly the same. You know, we we're about how great can you be and never give up. You know, and always think about something else or new to do to change whatever's happening. So so yes, yes, it's all about love. It's all about doing it for your team. So you know, that's why that's why volleyball transforms people's lives. And and we don't even like in the United States, we're not very known except for california that everybody's gaga over it well but, the beach um, scene yeah yeah but i mean everybody loves beach because the girls are in bikinis <laughs> and we do well we do well in the olympics so you know um we were, um, we're top heavy yeah yes 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 yeah. so so uh yeah um just a one it's just a wonderful sport I mean, just a wonderful sport so I'm so glad that I found it. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm no so glad that 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 my angels brought me from one place to the next to the next. And, uh, yeah. you yeah. know, and I'll. Some great evolutions, help. huh? Yes, yes, yes. And just want those just want those kids to have respect for the skills and 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 people say wow you know you're really playing better you're really this you're really that so i'd love to to so for people to um have their skills and and have their respect in playing and it, it, it's really not even winning it's it's about respect for the game you know respect for your skills and other people so um yeah, yeah. it's a very interesting sport you know very very wonderful sport and that's so. but that's why it's not just a sport and that's why that's why it can save your life for a long time that's why um people use yes. it as a form of escapism and for the good players again their escapism be, their escapism becomes their career there's 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 nothing you feel like there's nothing better in the world you you're there and you're swimming in it and and nothing else matters it is it is that virus we're infected with with no known cure you know, it is, it is, it is what it is. It's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And this generation, some of these kids, man, uh, Eric Baranek, I'll cite him right now. He was the guy that made the main draw. He qualified seven times with six different partners. And then Manhattan, Be <laughs> and then Manhattan wow. beach, and then Manhattan beach. He finally made it to the semifinals. He, um, he went 
Not not to the from the draw. He made the qualifier. He went from the qualifier all the way to the semifinals. So all all four days that guy that led to the last day eventually lost to like um Casey Patterson and Buttinger, but um just passionate kid out of Redondo Redondo High School, Redondo Union High School. Shout out to guys like him. His, the, his, he's passionate. He treats everybody the same. Bill Kalinsky, you know, the guy, another guy out of Minnesota. Miles Evans. Just these you these new young bright faces that are gonna that are gonna take the torch and carry it forward. You know, uh, big up to those people. Big up to Carrie Walsh. You know, what I'm saying she she's um amazing. You know, late, um, her, just her performance alone and just like her determination inspires people never mind some of the work that i've been highly critical of some of the stuff i think she should be doing more on the outside that i that i've been ignorant to i, I i'm pretty sure she has and i didn't and i just didn't see it you know um um is misty Holly, may Holly doing McPeak? anything is misty may um coaching yeah anywhere? she she's coaching long beach city college uh the women's okay. beach team and she's okay. coaching their indoor team in the fall, but I think she are, she has a position at the college, and she lives in Long Beach, so it's this nice posh posh, posh position. Her dad Butch, of course, yes, you know does yes. a, does a lot of work with her. Talk about great human beings, right? So it's more a night conversation. Um, the AVP over the weekend, she was a sideline reporter with Dane Blanton, so it was really cool to have her out there too oh, and have great. have her back on the scene. She um great. had I believe she had twins last year, a year and a half ago, so oh she had to she had to play mom to get get your family and go back to volleyball yeah you, know, you need your family for yeah. sure and um yeah so those those are the people i want to give big up to <laughs> my baby's sneezing oh your cat <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes, yes. my baby i was gonna put her on camera right now she's taking a nap but i'll i'll um facetime you later and i want to show you okay. just show you what okay. she looks like she's she's got your hair she's she's uh well you you're a strawberry blonde and um Manhattan. You know, in, in it New went York. where the way it wanted to. It just it, it just went, wanted it, being blonde. It just I didn't do much. No, Louisiana does it by itself, right? Like, I'm I'm good. But where you live, it does it by itself, right? So yeah, you know, it's yeah. It, <laughs> nice. it's going where it wants to go. So so <laughs> listen, before we get out of here, I want us to plug this Zoom thing one more time because I want more people to be a part of it. If someone wants to be a part of it. First of all, how can they reach you via email or website or whatever? Um, Absolutely. Um, it's short for Volleyball One Heart. It's VB in the alphanumeric one, H-E-A-R-T at yahoo.com. Yeah. And basically for everyone listening, she is putting together something I would affectionately refer to as a world Zoom where you're going to see it's a Zoom function where you're going to see people playing volleyball in different parts of the world so whether it's new york or indoor new york urban professionals whether some guys are in south bay you know cbva tournament going on ghana west africa i know seydou and janako and his cousin chamzu very well chino is the president so we definitely might have some games out there so basically it's going to be a whole bunch of, of videos happening at the same time and click on click on what you want it's it's well, this, this I, get it's together thing Mm -hmm. It's going to happen like like um, Africa's eight hours ahead of us. Mm -hmm. So it, it's going to start somewhere else you know, and yeah. then it's going to be involved. People will be involved in it uh, all yeah. across the day. And even if it's two or three days or another day. It, even if it's still... one day. <laughs> you can. Yeah, that... yeah. Well, you know, I, I was thinking about doing it, too. And actually, what I'd love to have is a volleyball one heart day in our 365 days of the year. And so 
in Volleyball One Heart, we'll just tell, we'll invite all of the other sports in to said everybody play and, and enjoy yourself and think about global wellness. So I believe that, I believe the right sponsors will come. Like, um, just started talking, well, it started a couple of years ago, talking to um, Foot Locker because Kenny Foot Locker is who sponsored me. But, uh, you know, uh, the more I, you know what, I don't even have to worry because I think I'm going to, you know, it's going to happen organically. <laughs> and and I'm all into real organics and health and wellness. Yes. So, well, that's, that's, yes. well, that's your promotion. Your, 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 this whole thing is the a common denominator centered around the, the betterment of the environment, right? Is that, was that a, um, a mission statement that's connected to this? Well, no, not really environment. It's about global wellness. Right. It's about organics. It's about sustainability. It's about people being healthy and having fun. So, you know, and you do, you know, everybody who loves their sport, you know, love it, play it and, and be healthy, <laughs> you know, love it, play it, be healthy. And I, I was going to start uh, with four different sports. And then I said, let me just start that with volleyball one heart. And let's see if, when it, you know, when things are going to happen. So, um, so anyway, I know Hawaii. I just tag I just tagged Raphael on this just to make sure he sees this. Oh, lovely, lovely. Yeah. Oh, and uh, and Amari Amari Velasco as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I for all of the people I've played with in my life and the people that have played for our teams, I, I, even those people, if you'd say, who do you know? <laughs> We're going to be able to. It's, go around the world very easily. I mean, I you think when you think about it, you're, you're like the Kevin Bacon of volleyball. There's like six degrees of separation, and <laughs> and from referees to coaches to players, isn't it crazy? That it all comes full circle like that. Like you've refed, you've refed. Now you've, I don't. A coached. lot of the people that ref didn't play. A lot hmm. of people did not play. No, but those and, they're 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 there but, too. Sorry. Oh yes, yes. Well, you know, we'll see. I. Whoever wants to be a part of a global wellness movement and having fun and helping your community. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, let's, I love the heart to go around the world. No, so. no doubt. And, and again, like uh, I want to finish with refs. Isn't it crazy that refs, there's some refs that never even play the game and we have refs that are like Olympic gold medal winning coaches. <laughs> like Mario, Absolutely. like Mario, think of Mario Trubich, right? Oh, I right? love my referees. The no, referees but, have the hardest job. But look at Mario, yeah. right? 92, Netherlands, a silver, 96 yes. Olympics gold, um, yes. assistant coach, 84 women's team, 88 uh, Soviet Union men's team. You know the man, the man's been involved in, in in medal rounds for every Olympics, and and it's crazy because he's lost a little bit of his his eyesight, so he'll make crazy calls. And then there's some kids that are like, oh my god, this old dude doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And then I'm, you know, I, I kind of pull him to the side. I'm like, hey, you know, he might be a little blind, but show some respect. <laughs> show some respect. The man is the man has forgotten more volleyball than, you, than you'll ever know, right? Are you talking about Mario Trivich? Yes. Oh, <laughs> he refs. What? But he oh, refs NCAA, he, he and, refs and he's an Olympic wife. coach. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. He was on the the women's what is it eighty eighty four. Yep. Yeah, I yeah, and I yep. worked with him a lot, and I he did we when I moved to New Orleans, he came yep. here, and uh, he came here, and uh, we had clinics, yeah, and we brought the college coaches from SWAC, 
in and we brought the the local uh, high schools and uh yeah everybody loved it we taught them how to pass the first ball so they can run a fast offense no doubt you know and, and yeah because they were high ball schools people schools are doing very well they're doing yeah. very well so. yeah i ended up coaching mario's son by the way alex at hunter high school i was his, his oh, high i was his nice. high school volleyball coach um and he has another son that went to bronx science so he like think about like the new york schools bronx science hunter high school stuyvesant these are all um uh, pipelines to you know better better um advanced educa education cool absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. and hey if volleyball can help people get to college <laughs> i love it no matter what because get your education yeah are you kidding now that it's a, a sand a sand is an ncaa sport the club sizes have tripled man this is an investment now for some okay. of them i know tulane university is my alma mater too yeah you got a new and, coach there and they have yeah they have beach going on mm -hmm. and uh, i worked with um bruce white bruce wright is the one that created he and his partner created um a huge i think it was like 24 courts yep and katrina hit and um well katrina hit and then they they rebuilt it but then they needed it for uh they needed that area for um, relief yeah more important more important things mm -hmm. and then they moved and then their partners split and so beach volleyball sand volleyball everybody's everybody loves it everybody that goes out there it's, it goes six nights a week and that's how crazy they are and and i had um and i coached uh, a team and it was uh bayou boys but it was bayou boys and girls and uh you know um <laughs> got in there again in the game just as a as a coach instead of ref and i really love coaching refing you know um i love my people that i work with but you know, coaching, it has to be coaching. Yeah. So, but I have a lot of things going on and no matter what, uh, Bayou boys were wonderful with me too. So, and they, they have, uh, they started only as boys and then they had boys and girls and they're in Texas and they're in Louisiana. Nice. So I just wanted to make a shout out. Yeah. To Bayou boys. They had, a, um, they have an indoor boys club team. I, um, when I went to nationals, I played their team. I ended up playing their team, Bayou Boys. I'll send you the oh, link. Really? In the, I'll send you a oh link to the God. video. How about that? I'll, oh I, I, God, um, that's so cool. I tape all of our matches, so all of my matches are on un unlisted links on YouTube. So, but if I send you the link, take a peek at it. You know, pretty oh, cool. Of course, of course. Bayou Boys. Yes. I mean, easy name to remember. That's why I was like, I know, I know, I know who they are. Because that's as far as like remembering stuff. That's that's awesome. Oh my God. Hey, that's all I got for you. Um, and okay. Chi, oh my God, I'm sorry. Chi's had enough of all of you guys too, right? So for all of you at home, <laughs> for all of you on your iPad uh, watching this, for all of you online at Starbucks watching this on your iPhone, for all of the, for all of you on your desktop, we're old school, we rule the world. And for Patricia Ch Chi DiMaggio, aka Chi, I'm Jason DeBeas, and for everybody else, we say so long. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.